Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, where each week Jonathan and his co-host interview the leading experts in WordPress, e-learning, and online marketing. Jonathan, take it away. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Show. This is episode 516. We've got a friend of the show, but she hasn't been on the show for a number of years. She's She's been saving herself the last experience, took her breath away, and she's ready to come on. We've got Bridget Willard back on the show. Hi. Bridget, Bonjour. Bonjour. Uh, <laughs> would, you, <laughs> would you like to quickly introduce yourself to the listeners and viewers? Sure. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me. My name is Bridget Willard, and I am a copywriter and social media marketer and con- consultant. Basically, if you have a product or service in WordPress and you need some help letting people know that you exist um, beyond your local meetup and GitHub, then I'm the one that helps you. <laughs> you can find out more at BridgetWillard.com. Yeah, and Bridget's well known in the WordPress community. She specializes, not entirely, but she does normally help people in the WordPress um, community that is either selling services or products. And well, she's I not- guess... Sorry, I used to have a Magento guy. So, oh, totally oh, you help, she, helps, <laughs> she helps all sorts now. Then she's put me right already. Uh, Roman, I've got my great co host, Adrian. Adrian, would you like to introduce yourself to the new listeners and viewers? Hi, everybody. My name is Adrian. I am the CEO and founder of Groundhog. We help small businesses using WordPress launch their funnel, grow their list, and scale their business. That's great. And we're going to be discussing all things Twitter, social media in general. How in 2020 can you use social media to actually get more sales for your service company or for your product company? We'll be um, aiming a bit on Twitter, but we'll be covering all the social media platforms. So before we go into the main part of the show, I just want to quickly mention our two sponsors. Our main sponsor been sponsoring the show for over three to four years is Kinsta Hosting. I host the WP Tonic website on Kinsta. I've been with them for a number of years. They are a fantastic hosting company. They only specialize in WordPress. They use Google Cloud as their main technology and you get a fantastic interface for yourself or for your clients. They specialize in really um, performance sites like WooCommerce, learning management systems, anything where you need that kind of performance increase. And the best thing is you get fantastic support from them. You know, we've all been on the phone for on, with certain hosting providers that will rename Nameless, and we've been just passed around and the hours just kind of disappear. Um, you don't get that with Kinsta. So if that sounds interesting, go over to Kinsta, buy one of their packages for yourself or for your clients. And the main thing is tell them that you heard about them on WP Tonic. Our second sponsor is WP Fusion. They have been a great friend of the show. It's a great product. If you've got a, a native or external CRM system, and you will really want to take advantage of that system, you need WP Fusion if you are running a WordPress website. And it's the name of the game uh, in 2020, marketing automation. So I suggest that you go over to WP Fusion. I think you're going to be blown away by their technology. 
Um, it integrates with over 200 different CRM systems. It's quite amazing. And they're just great people. And all, if you do decide to buy a package for your own website or for a client website, once again, tell them that you heard about them on the WP Tonic show. So into the main they, part of the show. Do they integrate with uh, Jetpack CRM? Uh, I don't actually know. <laughs> I would imagine so. I don't know, actually. I, really... <laughs> I couldn't help it. I'm sorry. It's going to be integ- a fun episode, right? Yes, <laughs> it, it integrates with agents, so that's all that matters, really. Uh, um, so, uh, Bridget, let's start. Let's start. Um, so, you know, the last time we spoke, I think it was about three, almost might be almost four years ago, and, you know, technology changes in a year. So, in the past year, let's say, what are some of the major changes you've seen in people effectively using social media to help their business? Changes? Yeah. Oh, there's no changes. Nah, I mean, nah. people are always sh- chasing the shiny object. Like, everybody wants to be on TikTok. Whatever. I mean, if you're in retail, maybe that's a good idea. If you're a nurse and you have nothing to do because there's nobody in the hospital right now, then do TikTok. But the main, the main three places to do business marketing is Twitter and LinkedIn. And then way, way, way below that is Facebook. And not even on the map is Instagram. The change I've seen is people flocking to Instagram, hoping that they get more brand awareness and clicks to their website on a platform that doesn't allow you to share links. It's a waste of marketing effort to start there. I, don't, I love Instagram. I use Instagram, but not primarily. So, um, Soapbox. Right. So for business to business, the one you haven't mentioned is YouTube. How do you see YouTube in this as well? Well, I don't see YouTube as a social network. I suppose it could be if people actually commented something that wasn't just trolly, like, oh, go check out my channel. <laughs> um, I see YouTube as a, as a hosting platform and a search engine platform. Mm-hmm. So I create videos. Um, you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm the co-host of the Smart Marketing Show on the WP Water Cooler. Of course, we're on YouTube. But I have my own YouTube channel where I put my tutorials and marketing advice. I use that um, to embed on my WordPress blog because everything should be on really on your site. Go so, on. I mean, I don't see it as a social network. I guess it could be if people actually watched videos and said something valuable. <laughs> I mean, it's I'm like, you know, if you're, if you're a gamer, then Twitch is the big deal, you know? Yeah. Uh, but like we're talking about WordPress people who might be gamers, but that's not primarily how they're earning their living, right? No, no, no I totally agree. Over to you, Adrian. So when businesses generally think of implementing social media marketing, at least my my immediate thought is top of funnel, top of funnel, top of funnel. Uh, that's that's where you get new prospects and customers. But are there how do you how would you use social media or can you use social media in order to engage with people on a deeper level than just kind of like top of funnel outreach? Oh, is that a question? That is a question. Oh yes, of of course. <laughs> like, 
So the question is how? <laughs> oh, okay, so the, here's the thing. So you had civilization and the Roman Empire, you know, after the Greek Empire. And one of the things that the Romans did that was awesome, not the burning of people at like candles. Thanks, Nero. Um, but they built all, the, all these roads, right? And they're famous throughout Europe. And that, those roads allowed trade to happen. It became the infrastructure. You, you know, fast forward to 1995 when everybody was getting AOL 5.0 and they're so excited. We're, most people are on the internet. The internet is the Roman road of the 20th to 21st centuries, right? So social media is social interaction on a medium. So if you're going to tell people about what you do, you're going to tell Bob over the fence, you're going to tell your neighbor, you're going to tell him at the Chamber of Commerce, or you're going to tweet it out, or probably all of the above, hopefully all of the above. I mean, I go to the pub and I carry my business cards with me, not just to hit on guys, but you know, people go, what do you do? And I say, I put words on the internet and they're like, what does that mean? And then, you know, sometimes I give them my card. So yes, 100%, you should be using Twitter to get people to those funnels for the social aspect. But not only that, but as far as an SEO best practice, Google indexes tweets. And they look at your social activity as part of ranking factors. So like if you went and searched in the incognito browser for Bridget Willard, you're going to see my last tweets probably right below my website and then YouTube. So like when people find out about you, so there's this two sides of search, right? There's discovery and validation. So somebody might share that page, that landing page to your funnel, right? And then people are going, oh, oh, that that person, now I'm going to go look her up or look him up or look them up, right? So you, you, you really need both sides of that coin. So the social helps people make, um, connect to you, you know, and we, we talk about this all the time. We do business with people we know, like, and trust. And then we say, oh, I don't need social media. I'm like, okay, well, just keep using your website. Don't publish anything. Make landing pages exist out there and hope somebody finds you and then looks at your website and doesn't go, hmm. That's the long answer to the answer is yes. <laughs> uh, so, so that's top of funnel. I, from what I understood, that's, that's a lot of top of funnel. Uh, I was specifically not curious. Necessarily, not necessarily. Because you can nurture, right? right? So if somebody comes in, like, so I have landing pages too. I mean, I'm a marketer, right? And somebody buys my content planner and then I put them in my email marketing campaign. You know, MailChimp, I don't consider that social media, but that's, you know, I have, I have regular campaigns I send out and I have a drip. So yeah, I nurture them. And if, and if normally they found me on social media. So if they found me on social media, now they're going to be in the top of my mind. And I'm going to be like, when I see their tweets, or if I specifically go look for them to nurture that relationship, I'm like, oh, that's a really great blog post. Oh, that's an interesting thought. Like I'm going to intentionally interact with them on social media, especially since I know that they came through my funnel, if that data is available. So 
essentially what you're saying is that you have to be part of the conversation and not just con- consistently uh, get on Twitter and spam out blog posts. Oh, yeah. Because you know what? <laughs> if all you'd use Twitter for, like if you have publicized on Jetpack working and that all you do is just spit everything out, it's an RSS feed. It's not social media. Thank you for that. You're Jonathan? Yeah, I've struggled with Twitter, to be quite truthful. I've like, you know, got, they tried to use it every day, tried to respond to people's comments. And then I just kind of lose energy with it. And then I don't bother for a few months. And then I go back to it again. Um, I think, um, I kind of linked Twitter a little bit to the worst part of WordPress drama, really. But I'm a hypocrite, see, Bridget, because of my roundtable show, I, I produce a lot of drama myself. So um, how do you, got any advice about how you engage in a community, but in the right way without actually getting sucked into some of the worst aspects that you see on Twitter in the WordPress community? Without offending anybody. Yeah. That's not going to happen. And that's probably the thing that is the most on brand for me being in high school. So the thing is, the truth offends people. Um, you don't yeah, but have, one person's truth isn't another, is it? I'm just saying. You can't protect everybody from reality, okay? We're not yeah. coddled little two-year-olds in, in daycare. So here's the thing. You don't have to respond to things you see. That's one thing. Also, you know how much I love Twitter lists. Uh, you put people on a list and you pay attention to those people. Like I have, you know, I'm, everybody knows I'm dating because if you're looking at my Twitter, you know I'm dating. And there's people that are kind of like not my favorite people that I've interacted with and they might interact with me. And I'm not going to ghost them, but I'm also not going to like hit them up and go, hey, remember that time you totally ignored me in the restaurant? That was so awesome. Or remember that time you were chewing with your mouth full because you're 55 and you don't know how to be a person? That was fun. You want to hang out again? You don't nurture the relationships with the people that are toxic. You don't go like calling up your abusive uncle and say, <laughs> I'm just saying like the people, you don't, you can, I mean, you can literally mute them, but you can just stop paying attention because the algorithms on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, da, 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 we train them with our behavior. So if all you're saying is stuff about the president, whoever it is, or the prime minister, or whoever your politician is, and, and all you see is all that drama on one side or the other, or all you see is the WordPress drama, or all you see is like Jetpack is now 30%, 7% of WordPress, Jason Tucker, you know, <laughs> you know you, and, you, and you like it and you reply to it, then you're teaching the algorithm what to do. So a lot of people say, oh, Facebook only shows me this or Twitter only shows me this. No, it's showing you what you have trained it to do. If your dog is peeing on the carpet, that's what you trained it to do. By not training it, you are training it. So that's your mistake. So if you want to see things that are positive, then you need to be interact with those people. There's so many people online that are just amazing and just sharing their heart. Amber Petchen is like, I'm having a hard time. She's running an agency with four kids, single mom, 
She's like, how am I supposed to write with all this oppressive, you know, COVID situation? And you just go, man, I feel it too. And then, and then you feel like you're part of a, a, a human race and not just drama. You're just, and it's somebody just got a new job. You know, people are hiring. Just congratulate them. Like, go and look for the good. You can laugh at the fact that, you know, the jetpack, whatever, 5.5 is going to have tons of breaking changes. PHP 8 is going to have breaking changes that comes out in November that Microsoft isn't even going to support. Windows isn't going to support PHP 8. Like, there's drama everywhere. Magento 2 is coming to the end of life or have already passed. Like, it doesn't matter what your industry is. There's always something going on because there's always those shit stirrers. Stay right. away from those people. Well, we're going to go. Uh, Bridget's managed to put some fantastic images into my mind. So we're going to go for our <laughs> break and we'll be back in a few moments, folks. Are you a WordPress consultant, designer, or small digital agency owner? Then you need WP Tonic as your trusted white label developer partner for your next big e learning or WooCommerce project. WP Tonic has the knowledge to help you build out custom functionality that your clients need in LearnDash, Lifter LMS, and WooCommerce. WP Tonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with a full, no question asked, 30 day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Find out how WP Tonic's white label services can help your agency today. Go to wp-tonic.com's homepage and book a free consultation with Jonathan. That's wp-tonic, just like the podcast. We're coming back. I don't know who's Bridget is dating. <laughs> There nobody, nobody. Um, I'm running away to Texas for a couple of weeks. All right, there we go. Uh, um, so you mentioned also LinkedIn, and that that's another platform that, to say it puzzles me, um, and I kind of drop in and I drop out of that is, so I don't know if you've got any experience lately with LinkedIn. If you have, have you come to some conclusions about, some you give some tips about maybe some of the best ways to use linking oh for sure first of all it's not just for when you're getting a job if you're using it that way that's like you only talk to your rich aunt um bertha when you need money and then you wonder why she you're not in her will you know it's kind of like that you can't use people um, so LinkedIn is the professional network. LinkedIn's where the C-suite are. And this is what I've been telling my WordPress developer friends since 2015. If you want the better projects, you need to be where the people are who have more money, right? They are on LinkedIn. And so the culture, so this is the thing about social networks. They all have a different culture. And so you can use the culture to your advantage. Whereas Twitter is more intellectual. People read. It's great to share your blog posts. Instagram is so good to share like who your employees are, what you're doing, something more personal, something different behind the scenes. LinkedIn is where you're allowed to brag. You can totally brag. It's completely normal. In fact, you can semi-troll by commenting going, oh, that's interesting. I never thought about it that way. What if you did da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da? And you can have uh, intellectual discussions that aren't arguments on LinkedIn because people behave professionally. Um, and uh, people will read 
from LinkedIn. So when you're sharing those um, funnel pages, like you were talking about, you can share them on LinkedIn. People are there to be on online. And the other cool thing about LinkedIn is, you know how, I don't know how it is right now with everybody working from home, but a lot of times Facebook is blocked by the IT guys. Twitter is blocked by the IT guys. LinkedIn isn't blocked. LinkedIn's for business. Is there any, to your knowledge, has there been any kind of recent independent evidence about about how much time people are spending on LinkedIn? You know, because they have been, you know, I think over the past couple of years, they have really are attempting to change how people look at LinkedIn, you know, not only when you need a job, but, you know, we've, we've, we've been able to post videos on the platform. Yeah. When you log in, it seems a more of a kind of social media. Um, in some ways, it, in some ways, not completely. It seems to be a hybrid of Twitter and Facebook. But do you, have there been any independent indications that their attempt to get more people onto the platform and to stay there longer has been working? Well, that's a great question. There's about four questions in there, and I'll start. Well, that, that, I'm notorious for my multi. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'm I can multitask. I'm a girl, and I used to be a secretary for thirty years. So here's the thing: LinkedIn, if it looks like a hybrid between Twitter and Facebook, because people are cross-posting, and it's dumb and stupid yeah. and foolish. Like, stop doing that. I keep seeing. And for one one thing that ran, I ran on all, constantly is people share a picture. And then they put the comment and then they put the link. No, stop doing that. Just set your blog post up the right way in the first place so it shows a featured image and share the link. Because if somebody shares that picture, there's no link anymore. You want people to share the link, not your graphic. Think about it. So, okay, so now that's done. That has to be said. I I see it every single day, all day long. Stop doing it. Okay, but here's the thing. I, I was talking to my friends who are speaking, like want to speak at WordCamps. And like LinkedIn lets you upload 10 minutes of video natively. 10 minutes. So I did it just to show people. I got way more views than I would have ever done at any WordCamp talk. And I didn't have to apply and beg nerdy developers to let a marketer speak. Okay. So you have your platforms like you were talking about with YouTube, right? You want to you want to talk to your audience, then make something for that audience. I did for a whole week. I did videos just for LinkedIn that were never posted anywhere else. And that that gets people remembering who you are, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if you want independent information, I would go to Pew, the Pew um, Institute for Public Research and just look it up. Yeah, I just wondered if they're... I don't um, have, yeah, I don't have that access, but, but, I, but it's interesting. Now I want to go look up the Pew research on it. But also, one of the cool things that LinkedIn has done recently, um, guys, I guess I can say guys, but anyway, y'all, is um, they are now doing newsletters. So the people who publish on LinkedIn, which is a really great way to cross put to like you know, cross-pollinate your blog posts. And when you publish on LinkedIn, um, right now it's just kind of like a beta thing, but they you can subscribe to people's newsletters. 
Right. So that I think they're trying Hopefully to make that. it. Yeah. yeah so they're trying to be more of that, you know, hands Yeah, I, I think I've, I, my only, this is uh, before I bring Adrian back in, um, my only observation of, um, I do like some of the things that LinkedIn have been doing, you know, but the only thing I would say about it, they, they seem very slow about implementing something, don't they? Um, the kind of, um, that's my only observation. It's a bit like the video, you know, they they only had a kind of beta group and then it, before they opened it out, it seemed to be in that for months and months and months and months. Um, so they just seem a bit slow about it, but maybe that's because that they can't because it's a business to business platform. They don't want to take the risks that Facebook are prepared to take where they just seem to kind of throw something out, don't they? And right. I mean, is it slow or is it intentional? Like yeah. because you really want the early adopters in there. You want those innovators and early adopters before you get the early majority. Right? And so Facebook's constantly testing stuff in the middle of like I, we're in the middle of cooking a meal and they're changing all the ingredients in the refrigerator. Live. It's annoying. So those are two extremes maybe, but maybe they're just investing in things that actually work. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll definitely go back and have a look, at, especially about that newsletter. That sounds really interesting. Over to you, Adrian. So I typically work with a lot of agencies and agencies need clients. So if there's like, and, and I, I don't think a lot of them spend time on LinkedIn, mostly because new agency, I work with a lot of new agency owners, don't really know how, how the whole shebang works. But is there a way to, because I mean, I'm the kind of person, I have, I have LinkedIn and I consistently get, uh, just the other day, I, I posted a job on Upwork and people skipped the job posting on Upwork and went straight to my LinkedIn and just like, my message inbox was just like full of people who want to work with me from all over the world. And I'm like, there's the job posting on Upwork for a reason, right? So they, they totally skipped that process. And that, I mean, that's kind of just me. But is there a way to actually do outreach on LinkedIn oh, that doesn't oh turn people right off? That is the number one worst thing to do. <laughs> I mean, you hit, you hit the, it's not just you. Never, ever, ever. I've shared job postings from other companies and they're hitting me up. I'm like, no, are you reading? Like to me that, and sometimes I write them back and I say, you're not following the directions. This uh, nobody exactly. followed the directions in the original job posting, right. which was and the most annoying thing. I'm like, just read the damn thing. Not just that, but disqualifying. So like if there's somebody that's actually watching this who does that, I mean, I mean, not somebody that's actually watching it. Somebody who's watching this now who actually does that, stop doing it. The, the thing about um, social media is you're supposed to remain top of mind, have normal interactions, comment on posts, don't beg for work. That's not how, because as soon as somebody does that, I'm like, no. And I've consulted some of my clients who are trying to get work. And they said, well, maybe I should message them and say, hello. I go, maybe you shouldn't. Just comment on something of theirs. To provide value, show them feedback, be human. Like I don't believe in cold calling because it doesn't work. It's a turnoff. It's, it's, it's a turnoff in the boomer generation, but they had to do it that way. Gen Xers are like, we super hate it. Uh, Gen Z really hates it. And Gen Y is just now 
realizing that they need to be off TikTok and on to doing something that's more long term. So how how do you provide value uh, without coming off as well? You put it in a good word, beggy, I guess. Yeah, it's <laughs> just too much. So providing value, I think, is uh, kind of okay. I'm going to say something that might offend you, but there's this whole thing, especially in tech, where they think there's a sentiment in tech that everything we do should provide value or we shouldn't do it. And it's wrong because they're the, the kind of uh, snobby version of what is valuable. You know, it's not, I'm not going to write a code and, and put it on GitHub and that's it. Okay. What I'm going to do is be a normal human being that's polite. Being a polite, supportive human being to your peers is valuable. So like I said, when you see something in your feed and somebody says, I just got a new job, then say, congratulations. That's awesome. Or, wow, I never thought about that. Oh, what a great service if Valet is doing $15 a month accessibility audits. I mean, yeah, share their things. Be somebody else's champion. Because not only does that keep you top of mind, Adrian, but reciprocity. The evil marketer comes in. Human behavior, technology changes. Human behavior does not change. It takes seven to 10 touches before you get a client. People will subconsciously feel obligated to you. That's the evil part of it. But being polite makes them think of you. So people come to me and they're like, oh, yeah, I need somebody to do Twitter. Oh, who did you hear about me from? I don't know. A bunch of people said it. So because I'm always there sharing other people's stuff and they know I'm super supportive about it. Yeah, we're going to wrap it up, um, the podcast part of the show. Hopefully, Bridget can stay on for some bonus content. Can you stay on for a little while? For yeah. Some yeah, sure. Um, Bridget, the evil genius. There we go. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Bridget, how can people find out more about you, your thoughts, and what you're up to? Uh, BridgetWillard.com. And right. on Twitter, you two can be guru. Are you going to mention your podcast as well? Oh, yeah. Smart Marketing shows every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific on WP Water Cooler Network. You can find us on YouTube or anywhere where you hear podcasts. Yeah, they're great podcasts. You know, I listen to them myself. Um, Adrian, how can people find out more about you, your thoughts, and what you're up to? Well, so after you've done all of your top of funnel work and people are pouring in from social media channels like No Tomorrow, because you've listened to all of Bridget's advice, uh, you're going to need some sort of follow-up system in order to help you manage all of those new leads. You can go to crowndogwith2gs.io to uh, get our free software that will help you build onboarding funnels, follow-up funnels, review request funnels, all of the funnels that you're ever going to need. Yeah, it's a great product. Uh, um if you, we've got a free webinar coming up on the 4th of August. That's Tuesday, the 4th of August at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Me and Chris Badgett, CEO of Lifter LMS, are going to be talking about um, Lifter LMS and how you can use it to build your first course. We're going to be talking about all the improvements that have recently uh, been introduced to Lifter. They've got some fantastic new add-ons. But we're going to be talking, it's going to be a great conversation. And to join the webinar, all you've got to do is go to the WP Tonic website. And in the top navigation, there's a button that says 
free webinar. You click that, register, and you'll be able to join the conversation live and be able to ask Chris any questions that are on your mind about building a course or if you're building one for clients using Nifter, he will be able to answer any of your queries. Um, also, if you um, want to really support the podcast, give us a review on iTunes. It really helps the show. And we're going to go on now for bonus content, which you'll be able to see on the WP2 WP Tonic YouTube channel and on the website with a full transcription of our interview with Bridget. We'll see you next week, folks. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WP Tonic Podcast, the podcast that gives you a dose of WordPress medicine twice a week.